As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your favorite show in the whole wide world. It's the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, The Chris Vaccaro Show, with your friend Chris Vaccaro. Nando, how are you, my friend? Four weeks in the book, another frustrating week in the NFL and fantasy, and we're here to talk about it. I mean, I understand it's frustrating, but uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's frustrating for everyone. And that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, my team, Mm -hmm. if you look at my my scores of every, my typical week is like 16, 8. 2, 27.5, 32.3, 10.5, 2, 30. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm still putting up enough to win because everyone's getting Everyone's getting Yeah. I think you pretty much hit it on the head. And what my frustration through four weeks has been is uh, I I don't think I drafted bad. Sure, I think we all landed on some grenades. Uh, mostly all of us did because there's been so many grenades to land on this season so far in the first five rounds of drafts. But I think you summed it up perfectly right there was I go through all my teams and I'll have a nice, you know, three or four performances. And then I'll look at my wide wide receiver two spot, three points, my flex spot, two points, my tight end spot, four points. Maybe my defense gives one or two. And I got like four or five bombs, and that leads to a crappy week, you know. I mean, so we're not going to win. I think we're all dealing with that. I, like, I don't know any. Like, I look at my points totals, like in my leagues. You know, who's going to be mm-hmm. the points winner? You know, where am I in terms of points? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm three and one, but how am I doing? Um, everyone's kind. It's tight. You know what I mean? Like, there's not that guy who has 628 points. You know, it's it's tight. Uh, it's, it's not like yeah. it's, You know, like no one's running around being like drafted the perfect team, yo. You know, like it's. It's tight. No one's running away in your leagues, is what you're saying. Yeah, in all my leagues. I mean, they're all they're Man. all like. I mean, some people are really doing terribly, and some people are like their own four teams are miserable. Own four teams. And it's not even like injuries, but uh, I I see it all. I, I you know I I understand what you're saying. I see it all. I have leagues where I'm 150 points behind leader. Uh, they're just you know there's one or two teams in every league, and sometimes in some leagues I'm that one or two. And then in other leagues, now I'm chasing from behind. And and like I said, 100, 150 points behind. And I know it's going to take me a long time. It's a long season. Listen, we got 14 weeks of this to go, and it's only four weeks. But even after four weeks, you can start to feel like, oh, my God, this is going to take another five, six, seven weeks for me to catch up and, and hopefully get in playoff position or be the points leader or top two or however you know your rules are in your league. Um, you know, it's, it's, every league's different, but it's just, it's been frustrating for me for sure. Uh, these first four weeks, you've done a good job hiding it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. You come across, uh, sarcastic, happy, yeah, sarcastic. Uh, full of joy. You're so, you're so sarcastic. <laughs> Your sarcasm just comes right through the screen. Uh, this is my therapy session, Nando. You're my therapist uh, for an hour every week, and uh, you have to talk me off the ledge. I should have a, a dr- should I have a drink. We, you know what? We really should have a drink. We do this at night week while we yeah, do right? this. Yeah. yeah, 
you put your 14 kids to bed and uh and here we are you know should be relaxed with a nice glass of scotch i should have a nice little glass of wine let's put that on the agenda for next week but let's get into this because i feel uh, like there's so much to talk about i should put on a suit for the show then come downstairs and like loosen my tie (laughs) and have that your hair all done up yeah your your hair all slicked back (laughs) do a dance do a dance number on my way down the stairs and be like all right Uh, it's the Christmas going out. Show. This is the big night. This is the big night out. Um, uh, by the way, I'm mm. looking for words to rhyme with bully. If anyone has one, before I can get the Chris Vaccaro show theme song done, so let me know. Wow, this is still in the works. Maybe by like week twelve, you'll have the theme song. Speaking of which, uh, here are Chris's uh, determined show topics for today. Number oh, one, God. start here off. Well, if you were a professional, you'd give me the rundown as the host. I but I got to send it to, it to you, me like so, I mean, Sunday just, at eight a.m. Listen, while I'm watching football Sundays and Mondays, I just shoot out, you know, like to show topics for us that I want to hit on and, and talk about. And then when I did when I did do rundowns, you uh, mm-hmm. always had issue with them, so uh, it was it was pointless basically. Yeah, because your first topic of every show is like, let's talk about the Giants' wide receivers, and it's like, you know, come on, not beat a dead horse. I still find them. Uh, you know what I do want to talk about G- at the. Gino you Smith? know what I do want to. Yeah, uh, your your boy Gino streaming streaming option Nando. I don't think he's. I think he's. What a- are those? Re- what are those rookie cards up to right now? Did we hit a dollar yet? Well, you know, it's funny. You know, you mock it, and you have for a mm-hmm. while, mm-hmm. Uh, your positivity. Yep. So I sent you that link, and I went back. I'm like, you know what? 20 bucks for an autographed. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> nobody's paying. <laughs> oh, guess what? It was gone. Oh. Five minutes later, I went back to buy it. It was gone. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Congratulations to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. and Mr. Uh, Smith, and uh, they got their son's uh, rookie card. So congratulations to them. It's good. I mean, it was like a 1956 style. You know what was a hot topic to, uh, this weekend, uh, Nando, on Sunday morning that blew up that I want to touch on real quick before we get into these games and players? This whole Alvin Kamara debate about the London game and, oh, my God, he was he was supposed to play and uh, I didn't get up in time and can I get Alvin Kamara out of my lineup? Are you people crazy? Are you people crazy? Like, get up, do your job. Okay, you know there's a 9.30 London game. Don't tell me, oh, I live in the West Coast. I got to get up at 6.30, blah, blah, blah. Do your job. This is a job. Okay, you want to win money? You want to win your fantasy league? You want a trophy? Whatever the hell you're playing for out there? Get up and get your players out of the lineup. That's it. You want to go to bed after it? That's on you. But don't go crying to your league commissioner saying, oh, my God, I woke up and Kamara's not playing. He's inactive. Such garbage. I would be embarrassed. No, though, I'll tell you right now. I'd be embarrassed if I left a player that was inactive in my lineup, no matter what time the game started. I'd be embarrassed to even admit it or go to the commissioner or the guy that I'm playing against and say, hey, uh, listen, is it all right if uh, I can get Kamara out? I was sleeping and it was the early game. And Get out of here. Take your zero like a man if you don't wake up. Let's move on. That sounded organic, but that was actually topic number one on Chris's Twitter demand yeah, list yeah. uh did anyone actually come to you and be like hey chris would it be cool if we uh you know no they know better than that if they have a de- first off i'm not a commissioner you know that i don't have the patience yeah but some people have to go to the opponent but that was on the commissioner sometimes like hey, ask your opponent if your opponent's cool with it then go right ahead right that's true i mean to be fair i i play in you know less than 10 home leagues so no in those 10 home leagues that didn't happen and i did play against it a big money le- a big money home league i did play against the kamara owner and I looked an hour before the game started. Yeah. He already had Kamara out of his lineup. So credit to him. He was up crack of dawn, 830, whatever. And he got him out of his lineup like a good fantasy manager should. I feel like they, they were but, reporting that Kamara thing even earlier. Like that was like an Ian Rappaport thing where he's like, he's not playing, you know, like one of those Ian Rappaport 5 a.m. bombs, you know? Listen, he was never an automatic, you know, automatically playing. You know, like, oh, Kamara, good to go, you know ready to rock you know there was still a chance he was banged up all week so whatever you know who's the worst who's the worst Jarvis Landry I mean you tell every single person in front of you the depth chart is gone you're like the only dude left on that team and what do you have like seven yards on two targets uh why were you depending on Jarvis Landry no but I can think a lot of people would be man because I mean okay Mark Ingram uh mm-hmm. you know is the obvious next guy up even then he got hurt Latavius Murray had a great game that he got stolen <laughs> He got stolen by the Broncos. 
you know, Jameis Winston out, you think, all right, maybe Andy Dalton will have an okay game. You know, you could air it out. Eh. Typical Andy Dalton uh-huh. game. Who's he going to throw to? Uh, the only wide receiver left is really Jarvis Landry. Oh, I guess Chris Olave, the air leader. Well, after and, Chris uh, Olave. Yeah. Oh, all right. Good. Yeah, that was good. Um, <laughs> right? And Adam Troutman. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad game for Landry. Bad games uh, for Landry. Ahead. Would you rather have Landry yeah. or Allen Robinson right now? Well, he had that one big game to start the season, and everybody was like, oh, my God, how, you know, why – we let this guy fall down the draft board so far. Right. And, you know, look, uh, that was before Chris Olave got, you know, um, established in this offense. And now with Michael Thomas out, Chris Olave is the number one receiver in New Orleans. And, um, you know, Landry's just going to have to fight for scraps. Landry's the type of receiver, Nando, that you just can't play. You can't. You know, he's every, better off every, not even being on your bench. One, every, one out of every eight, ten games, he's going to have that big game like he had in week one. And then after that, every week, he's going to be four for 40. He's going to be a chain mover. And once Michael Thomas is back in this offense, it's going to be all Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. So what, uh, that's the, uh, what less does Allen Robinson have to do for you to, for you to drop him? <laughs> I knew you were going to get on the Allen Robinson. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's right about there, Nando. Is that, is that, that it? This is it? Yeah. You know what? It's hard for me to accept that Allen Robinson is this useless in fantasy. I mean, when I tell you that this guy was a top 36 overall player in the high stakes industry and sharp players, okay, sharp, good players were moving up to get their hands on him. Mike Edelman? Like Mid-third round. You know, listen, you could throw out all, all your, you know, I know you love to make fun of me and, and, and the high stakes <laughs> world. And oh, just right, because the high stakes guys never made fun names. of me. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, they have every right to, I mean, with the, some of the things you say. What did I say so, that they made fun of me for? Let's recap oh, that. I mean, Curtis, like in Curtis Samuel at the start of the year? Uh, listen, you got away with murder on that one. But or or I mean, good, re- past, or well-researched. Listen, uh, we've been doing this. Listen, we've been doing this for a while now, so don't think people have forgotten some of the crazy things that you've thrown out there. Uh, I've got to find something to rhyme with like your Curtis Samuel Edelman, uh, Lowy. That doesn't rhyme. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I knew you were going to sneak it in, so I figured I'd jump the gun. Anyway, um, shuckles. What, what were we just talking about? Remember that time that auctioneer got you so mad? I've never seen you so mad in my entire life in our friendship or acquaintanceship, whatever you call this. Yeah, that's a good thing to that. That's a normal thing to bring up right now during a <laughs> you fantasy talked about high stakes uh, football. <laughs> By the way, I wait. mean that was a fantasy baseball draft because that's the all you and you're bringing that up now in the middle of a fantasy football show that we have precious time. Well, you wrote a rundown and you're, you're you sent five very specific things, and it still seems like you're like uh, searching for the next topic. If you want me to bring it up, I can. I am. I got I get. I, you can sit back. I'll do an hour over here. Number two, what to do with oh, Kyle Pitts? <laughs> Kyle Pitts is in the Allen Robinson. Uh, no, you know, you're not going to drop. You're not going to drop Kyle Pitts. No, no, no. You're not. You're not dry, dropping Kyle Pitts. That's not what I mean. I mean third round bust. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That Kyle Pitts was right there. Uh, sometimes he got taken in the late second round when the big money was on the line. So people are just sitting there and dying uh, with Kyle Pitts the same way they are Allen Robinson and many others, but. There's what can you do with Kyle Pitts? You know, I know everybody's getting anxious here. He he had the one good game two weeks ago in Seattle where he was like five for eighty three, I believe. And people are like, all right, finally he's getting his season back on track after two really bad games to start the season, and then we're right back to where we began after this. The concerning thing is the routes ran the routes ran this past week, um, and his snaps. It's just like I didn't expect that. It's one thing if he's out there running every route and he's on the field for 90-plus snaps, but the numbers were, were scary. And now you have to wonder what's going on over there with the coaching staff. Uh, what do you do, Nando? The tight end position is so bad, okay, that I see this on Twitter as well as a big you topic. You spend it. What do you do? Like, you drive everywhere. It's not like you're taking public transportation and, like, scrolling through Twitter. I, I say you Twitter because job. you know what? Like you, that's, are, you are on Twitter more than any like a 16-year-old girl, I, man. I'm on Twitter a lot just because there's, that's where you could find the best fantasy. <laughs> Do you have TikTok? Uh, uh, no, I don't, thank God. I think that – isn't that just for like 
you know, teenage girls that dance and stuff like that. No, that you would Isn't say that, that with TikTok. You would, is? you would think that. Oh, you're on TikTok, aren't I'm not. You? What do you do? No, all I'm those not. little dances on TikTok, Nando? Yeah. Is that what Maybe you do? I do. Sad. Anyway. Uh, no, I'm not on TikTok, but Twitter with all the great fantasy analysts and <laughs> stats and everything like that. Why wouldn't you scroll Twitter? Is this is why when I bring up something like a topic that people are in fantasy are talking about, okay, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about because you're like, oh, I don't use, I don't go on Twitter anymore. It's crazy. Oh, too many debates. Oh, it's you know the the fantasy Twitter stinks nowadays. Oh, you like, oh you, you love it. Yeah, everything. I know you get you get in the middle of those. Nah, debates. you just cry about it. Name everything. a player I don't get who won you a championship. I'm getting any debates. Anyway, we're getting quote, to the top. Quote tweet this with a play that you remember from 2017. Oh, man. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Anyway, the Kyle Pitts talk this week after his bad game is, okay, oh, I'm going to drop him. Oh, we're going to the bench. But who are you replacing him with? It's not like you go to the waiver wire and be like, hey, you know, this is who I'm grabbing, and he's going to automatically give me 15 points every week. You're dying at tight end. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Everyone's dying. you you gotta you got to stick with Kyle Pitts. He's your third-round pick. you got to throw him out there and hope that he's like, Four for 40 and a touchdown. Like, you know, and then four for 40 and a touchdown makes you a top 10 tight end every single week. So I don't know. The, the Allen Robinson thing is, is, you know, not even difficult. He just sits on your bent, bench and in, uh, you know, shallower leagues, you know, you could drop him. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. what. Like, I would be in a 12-team league. I, I don't mind dropping Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an argument on that, Nando, anymore. I mean, two weeks ago, I I would say, all right, you jump on the gun, you're crazy. But now, this is four weeks. He just doesn't look good. He doesn't pass the eye test. Although, I will um, say this. Matthew Stafford's got a bad elbow. We all know that, and he's trying to play through it. And mm-hmm. uh, was it Robert Woods last year, two years ago? Like the squeaky wheel when he started complaining, and they're like, all right, here you go, dude. 17 targets. And then he got hurt. And that was, that's yeah. what brought Beckham to the Rams, but... They do have a history. And who knows? And Beckham yeah. might be back, you know? Like, Beckham is close to returning, and the Rams might sign him. You know, he's a free agent. He could go wherever he wants, but, you know, he seems to favor wanting to play with the Rams again. And if that's the case, well, you could completely cut and forget about Allen Robinson. That just might be what they were waiting for. But if you watch the Monday night game, um, you know, Aikman and Joe Buck, they even said something that was pretty interesting. Like, you know, McVeigh was like, hey, we have to be good enough in a couple of weeks and be in a good spot for Beckham to even want to come back to us. Like, this offense and this team is not good, Nando, at all. Oh, like, this Rams team is not going back to the playoffs this year. It's- this is a dumpster fire. The offensive line is one of the worst five in football, if not one or two worst. Stafford's banged up. The elbow, you know, he was a complete fade for me. Uh, the whole offense kind of was. Uh, I got lucky in, in one of my biggest leagues to take Cooper Cup. Um, and he's been, a, you know, just as good as he was last year yeah. so far. Yeah. But this whole team sucks, minus Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Uh, but Stafford, do you know that Matthew Stafford right now is 30th ranked as the fan in fantasy at at the quarterback position below Baker Mayfield, you know how much heat Baker Mayfield catches from all of us in the fantasy industry on how bad he is. Stafford's ranked below him, so it's ugly. And uh, 
you know, he's got no chemistry with Allen Robinson, and uh, it's just a dumpster fire. Do you think so you can't? Even do you think he was at the point where he's like, "Hey, listen, go get me Allen Robinson." Like, I think you know, dear front office, you know, I've, I've engendered enough goodwill and trust. Like, maybe do you think Allen Robinson's even like his guy? That he's like, I could, I could pass you know, Stafford or McVeigh. Stafford. Like, I wonder, you know, if you're at a certain point no. when you're that much of a, no, a he's not going to say, he's not going to say that's my guy. He don't know him from a home. Well, maybe he does. So I don't they, know. Maybe they, you know, do some they had to replace Beckham, you know, they knew coming. You got to take some input off season from your Super Bowl winning quarterback though. Well, you're not going to come into the season just with cup at the wide receiver position. There's like nothing there. I mean, they had Van Jefferson who they knew had off season knee surgery. Um, and, and Beckham obviously wasn't on the team anymore getting hurt in the Super Bowl. Uh, they went out and they made a really good move and they, you know, they uh, let me back up. They went out and made a move that they thought would probably work out and getting another big time receiver in Allen Robinson to keep this offense at an elite level. They owed that to Stafford. They owed it to McVay. They owed it to everybody to try and run it back, but it's not working. So that's it. The Rams are hot garbage. And uh, we saw that Monday night. And I think we're going to continue to see that. I got a question uh, for you. You know. Mm-hmm. If they traded Allen Robinson for Kenny Galladay, and look, this is you, you'll oh. see. Would that solve God. the woes of both players? Like, are they just bad fits for their offenses, or is this yeah. something that's like those two no. are just about toast oh in God. their own regard? Yeah, yeah. Allen Robinson's going to come to New York and shine with uh, Daniel Jones and the in this offense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, all right, man. He might just be a bad fit for LA. They're that's just, all I'm asking. No, they're just they're just too washed players, two washed wide receivers, and I'll be shocked. I know Galladay's washed, and he's done. I'd be shocked if Allen Robinson turns it around. you got to give him like that little Galladay's small, washed. small glimmer of hope with Allen Robinson that maybe he's just lost in the playbook right now and that maybe the second half of the season, he, he, he you know, it gets a little better because you can't imagine these four weeks being this bad. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Eh. He fooled a lot of smart people. That's where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're Rams, at. the gross Rams offense. The gross Rams. Let me ask offense. you another question. Mm-hmm. When you leave stuff in the washing machine overnight and forget about it, mm-hmm. and the next day you wake up, do you throw it into the dryer or do you run it again in the washing machine just to get like you know could have gotten a little moldy? Oh, you got to wash it. You got to rewash it in the washing. That's what I. All right, good. Hundred percent. You can't take the chance of it smelling like mold. Just making sure we're on the same. And mildew. Yeah. The worst smell in the world, Nando, is mildew. You ever stand next to someone and and they smell like mildew? Their clothes smell like mildew. I used to. It's just absolutely disgusting. Wash your clothes, people. Throw a little <laughs> fabric softener in there. Okay. Can we get back to Thank fantasy, please? I mean, all right, this is just, I'm helping out the listeners. It's not just football we try and help people out with. Have your clothes smelling good. There's nothing more of a turnoff than smelling bad. Put extra deodorant on, little cologne. Just, Chris is here for you. That's all. You don't think anyway, uh, like a booger hanging like just a little bit from the nose is more of a turnoff than smelling bad? That's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Listen, speaking of Geno Smith, how about that Seahawks line? Dude. That was unbelievable. You know, it's so funny fantasy through four weeks, isn't it, Nando? With, you know, like offenses that we expected to be so bad, like the Seattle Seahawks, come, in, come out and put, on a, put out a 48-point performance. The quarterback matchup between Jared Goff and Geno Smith four weeks ago would have had people in fantasy running for the hills and throwing up all over themselves. Geno Smith and Jared You forget that I'm here sometimes. Goff, yeah, yeah, listen. All right, go ahead. Okay. No, yeah, go ahead. Geno Smith and Jared got stop to stop interrupting me, please, in the middle of a point. Send, give us a one star review, everybody, please. Say, say Geno Smith and Jared Goff put on a better QB duel than the QB duel supposedly that was supposed to be the headliner of the day between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Like that's how crazy of a first four weeks of a season it's been. That that game was the QB shootout. These guys are like top 12 fantasy quarterbacks, which is crazy to me. I mean, it's, you know, and the Seahawks offense, you know, Rashad Penny all of a sudden now, it's looking like he's back in everyone's good graces after another great performance. I know how, you know, the only time you get on Twitter to talk about anything fantasy, not though, is Rashad <laughs> Penny. Rashad Penny, man. It's Rashad Penny. People I know. Need to know. Don't think. People that need to does, know. That does not <laughs> – Sneak by me. The only time I ever see a tweet is like every couple weeks, and it's a Rashad Penny tweet, you know? So 
Uh, you must have his rookie cards too that you're trying. No, to No, you don't know. You don't invest though. in running backs. But, oh, all right. Nice way to way to help out the the listeners there. Um, <laughs> Nando, <laughs> another piece in this offense. Tyler Lockett. Nobody wanted this guy in drafts this year. Nobody, including me. I have one share of Tyler Lockett, and I remember it specifically. It was 112 overall. And I was just like, you know what? I need a fifth receiver, and the guys that I kind of like are off the board. And Lockett's sitting here. Let me just take Tyler Lockett as a fifth, and it doesn't hurt me. And he plays every week now in my lineup. And every week he's just a PPR dream. This week, I think he was nine for – wait, what was he, nine for 86? What was your beef with Tyler Something Lockett? Like that. Was it that Geno Smith was throwing in the ball or was it, it was, inconsistent? Yeah, it was – I mean, all summer long, we didn't know who was going to win the, the competition, Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Yeah. It's not like I was like, oh, please be Geno Smith. That'll save these guys. Um, but it seems like this offense isn't going to be as bad as we all expected. As you all expected. Tyler Locke is, um, you know, a very useful – Wide receiver three in your lineup. And DK Metcalf, who, again, <laughs> was blasted until the fifth round of drafts. It was He was like one of those receivers that it was like, all right, you know what? I'll take a shot on DK Metcalf and hope that he just is gets enough targets and volume to give me a good wide receiver three. And DK Metcalf is, you know, still a stud. And with not that many extra pieces in this offense, it's... Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and it's it's looking pretty damn good. These two guys were pretty solid picks, and I think that's the story of fantasy so far is so many guys that were fades and not the hot names on the draft board at many different positions are the guys that are having that really great September so far, and those are the teams that you see in first and second place, you know? Like, you see these receivers on a lot of teams. You see, um, you know, at the running back position, you see the Josh Jacobs, the Miles Sanders, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire. These are running backs that nobody wanted in, in draft season. And I know there's certain people listening that are probably like, no, nah, it's not true. I love Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but I'm talking the majority of the fantasy industry. I think the fantasy industry, we did like a really poor job this summer on unless it's just been a crazy four weeks and things are going to flip, but through it's, four it's weeks, 25% of the season, it's more than that of the regular season. I know, 33, 33% I know. Of the regular season. we were scratching our heads for the first couple weeks, but now we're four weeks in and we're like, all right, wait. I look at the running back leaderboard, Nando, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards Alaire, James Robinson, four guys, those four names are top 12 running backs in fantasy. Those four guys nobody wanted. They were fades. They were everyone's fades. Nobody wanted them. I, I have a ton of Miles Sanders shares, okay? Yeah. For, and, and I'm lucky. I I'm, This isn't brilliance on, on me. I'm not saying this. Because I got into that, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th round range when you had to say, all right, listen, I only have two or three running backs rostered here. I got to go back into the running back market and get somebody. Uh, and these were the names you were looking at a lot of times. Not Josh Jacobs. He goes earlier and stuff. But even Jacobs was lasting until the 90s. But Miles Sanders was my guy. I was like, you know what? Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. Gainwell's a third down back. He's not going to be an every down back. Boston Scott's too small to be an every down back. I was like... Miles Sanders, I got to take a shot on Miles Sanders. He could be a complete bust, but behind this offensive line in this Philly offense, it's a guy you have to take a shot on, on the board that lasted there. And he just kept falling. You know, early in July, he was like in the 60s, then in August, the 80s. Then he missed time in camp uh, a couple weeks, and then he just, everybody forgot about him. And just nobody wanted him. Everybody's like, ah, who knows when he's coming back? And if he does, it's probably not his job anyway. And I was getting him routinely in the 105 to 120 range in all my big drafts. This is one of the main reasons right now that I have some teams that are solid is because Miles Sanders went from my bench to in my starting lineup as a flex or an RB2. And with him and Lamar Jackson combination and a couple other pieces, my teams are, are looking good. But... You know, these are the running backs that nobody wanted. That You know, that's the moral of the story here. 
Josh Jacobs put up 34 and a half fantasy points this week. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody even wanted him. It's just, it's just crazy. It's been a crazy four weeks. I speak to a lot of people in this industry, and uh, and there's a lot of head scratching going on now. Though I uh, see, I have the opposite. Like we talked, we did an entire show called uh, "Like Screw the RB Dead Zone" because it was such a farce. Because people just didn't like those running backs, and so they created this "quote unquote" dead zone for running backs. And now all those running backs in that dead zone are the ones who are having a good season. Right. So, like, it's this is just all your Twitter friends who created this frenzy and this idiotic term that we, that we tried to break apart. Well, no, it isn't. Well, I mean, it is. It, it is a. It's a term. You know, it's not but... a term. It's stupid, man. It was dumb. Like these are. They were not respecting the running backs that were coming up in ADP, and so they created this ADP gap that made no sense. And you mm-hmm. know what I think, like. And I know you look down your nose at people who play in regular leagues and that high stake. Oh, my God. I think if you ask them, they're doing all right. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't go on Twitter and sweat, you know, a lot of these people that you sweat and, you know, not take Miles Sanders for an extra 30 picks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They took him. Hey, maybe you're right. Uh, the RB dead zone. Get out of here, man. <laughs> but it is a term because you know what? You had all your elite backs in the first two and a half rounds. Now, if I could go back, Nando, and, and I'm lucky that I have, you know, three or four shares of this guy because he's been gold. But Nick Chubb was lasting until the mid-fourth rounds of a lot of high-stakes strip. Nick Chubb belonged back after watching what I've seen in the first four weeks. Nick Chubb belonged in the second round. Yeah. You know, yeah. I still I still scratch my head. You know, I go back, I look at my drafts on a weekly basis. <laughs> You've um, got, you know, where do you, where I do, do you I, have all this time? I don't have any time, Nando. Okay, my every minute of every day is occupied. Okay, but when I sit down for the time that I allot to my all my fantasy teams, I like to look at my draft boards. You know, while I'm watching Monday Night Football, I'm going through all my leagues, and I like to click on and go look at my high stakes drafts and the draft board and see where I should have done something different. And when I go through these boards, Nando, and I see Nick Chubb in the fourth round of all of them, it's like, damn, we really all missed on this, you know? And I get it. You know, we, we were let down in the past by him because he doesn't catch balls. He's got Kareem Hunt there. It's frustrating when you're a Nick Chubb owner and, you know, on the third drive of every, you know, game, here comes Kareem Hunt for a full drive. Right. And then Kareem Hunt comes in on third downs. And he comes in and, you know, inside the five sometimes and steals a touchdown. And it's like, ah, why do I want that? You know? But, man, Nick Chubb. And I've been telling you this. I've been writing about this for three years now. Nick Chubb is one of the top three running backs. If everything else is equal, Nick Chubb is one of the top three running backs in football. Do you think you feared getting made fun of by all the people on Twitter if you took a stand, like a harder stand like that? Nando, I don't care about what anyone thinks. And here's my follow-up question. And you know that. And you know that about me. I'm, I <laughs> I will draft whoever. I, and I think I did that. Well, I'm not going to get into the – like I don't care about – I did it on a, on a national radio show in a league that's drafted. I took Saquon fifth overall. You hit him. Okay. You hit him from the world before that. Actually, got made fun of, and uh, there you go. But and now he's having the season. Uh, he looks great. Right. He looks great. I just hope it continues because you know what? Right now he's the top running back in football. When you go back through this draft, <laughs> when you go, <laughs> never mind. There we go. Go ahead. Do you sometimes wish you could have a, like the, the butterfly effect is going to happen to you, like Ashton Kutcher in that movie? And you'll do the room will shake, and you'll just show up back in that draft and be able to do it all again. What's the name of the stupid movie that you're talking about? The, it's called no the Butterfly Effect. As usual. Yeah. That's the name of the movie. Pretend like you never saw it. I never, I never even heard of it. Never mind, saw it. The Butterfly Effect with who? I wouldn't watch anything with Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. How about that? Well, I wouldn't watch anything with a, that guy. It's a decent sci-fi movie that had a lot of very dark alternate endings, from what I understand. You watch, you watch the absolute worst movies and shows and, and I don't know what to do with you pal. You read really draft don't. boards for fun from two months ago. 
I'm a fantasy junkie. This is a fantasy football show. People listening can relate to me more than sci-fi <laughs> no, no, so. movie I thing. Oh, really? All right. I'm sure of it. Well, of course they're going to – oh, sure let's check it. my comment section in my own column where I answer everyone's questions. I hope they rip you again. And you, yeah. I hope you. I hope they rip you again. Can we get back to fantasy, please? I Sad with Javante Williams, right? Getting uh, knocked out for this year. Well, all right. That's we can go there. Of, yeah. I was going to go pick and pick it. But we, this one's – Let's go uh, no, there. No, I, wherever, know, I, there's so many topics to talk about. But no, I mean, there's not much to talk about with Javante Williams other than it just popped in my head that, you know, it was really, you know, it, it sucks to see that. He was a second-round pick. He was an ascending player. Um, and I just thought the sky was the limit for him. And uh, I didn't expect him to be out for the season when he went out in that game. You know, I said, ah, oh, it's a sprained knee, probably out a couple weeks. And then, you know, it was the worst, uh, you know, feared outcome so yeah i was thinking i thought so i thought i missed something but i'm like oh ac you know acl is usually like non-contact crumpled to the ground couldn't walk mm -hmm. that wasn't really the javante williams injury it was kind of like oh, a knee sprain maybe three to four weeks let's go yeah yeah it was any you're right because when he went through the hole and he got hit and then he you know like he got up and he like limped a little bit and then went down i was like oh, i just took a bad hit to the knee or I just – you're right. When you usually see an ACL, you're like, oh, rolling around on the ground and, and everything and, you know, non-contact a lot of times. But no. So that sucks. That was a big hit for fantasy owners. Um, you know, I think it looks like fantasy owners are going to uh, dodge the Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, bad injury, which a lot of people thought it was going to be a high ankle sprain. And for a running back, you know, that could – that could derail your whole season and probably still could. if it's a real, well, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I still have a feeling that this Jonathan Taylor injury is going to be multiple weeks and they're just not saying it yet. They're still like, oh, holding out hope for Thursday. You're not going to see Jonathan Taylor Thursday, people. If you're holding out hope as the Jonathan Taylor owner, I would be willing to bet that he will not be out there. And I don't know about the following week either. Not that, you, you know, you, you haven't been getting great production out of him anyway, but it's a huge hit, obviously. He's the first or second overall pick. So you're not going to have him. Uh, but if it was the high ankle sprain, the bad high ankle sprain, he's, you know, you're usually out four to eight weeks. And when you come back, usually not the same. And that would be the end of uh, your season. You can hold out. Uh, you, you don't have to hold out too much hope there. Let me ask you this. So we'll see. Uh, like mm -hmm. another thing that I thought I missed, but I guess it, like Cordell Patterson played. You yeah. played sparingly. Um, and then was like, oh, I'm gonna be out for a while with this knee thing, man. Do you think that? Played early. Do you think he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think he hurt it more by playing, or do you think he's like, let me just well, see what I can do, up. and then I'll, then I'll know after this game, for sure. Yeah. If you remember last week, leading into the game, he missed practice a couple of days. Right. He, he got back out on the practice field on Friday. I remember, and I said, oh, all right, I guess he's gonna play. So he was probably he was, I'm sure, playing hurt on Sunday, uh, and now got hurt and. You know, it didn't take long. He, he gave it a go early on. He scored, looked decent, and then, you know, it turned it over to Tyler Algier and Huntley. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, we got the news the next day that he already had his procedure done and he's out uh, and he's going on IR. So there's uh, one of your RB dead zone running backs that you loved. Uh, he's out of the mix. So, that's another guy, yeah. So that was another big injury along with Javante Williams. So there's bad week four for uh, the running backs, Nando. It, it, I mean, what do you do? It's you, you could take any position and say the same thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's been a lot of disappointments. I, there's been a lot of disappointments and a lot of surprises at the running back position. And it, it's, you know, I'm kind of down on A.J. Dillon right now after the opening week. I really thought A.J. Dillon was – someone I was going to rely on. I was high on A.J. Dillon this year, as you know. Um, and I, I thought that he would be a weekly 15 to 20 points. And uh, it's just not happening. He got nine fantasy points in PPR this past week. But the two weeks before that were, were really bad. So now that's three bad weeks in a row. He's hurting me. Looks like on the flip side, uh, you know, a Damian Pierce and a Devin Singletary are back in the good graces of their fantasy owners where – we can, you know, comfortably feel good about playing these guys again, along with Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards. Uh, and then there's been, you know, there's been disappointment. It looks like Brees Hall. That's another guy I want to bring up. It looks like Brees Hall's now taking over the Jets' backfield. 
Um, I own a couple shares of Brees Hall, and I think you know out from going forward now, he's going to be in my lineup as an RB two. Hey, tell you what, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about a player, I'm excited about adding on most of my teams. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy, here we go. Drum roll. <laughs> Drum roll. Zach Wilson. It's so. It's such a. It's like I. It's like we can expect what you're gonna say. That's what. That's who you're excited to play now. And is Zach Wilson. Yeah, man. I like. I think he's got. He's got an offense around him. They haven't. You know what? All right, Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett. Who do you want? They're both sitting there on the wire this week. Well, you know, Who's I'm excited. I'm actually very excited up? about both of them. So that's kind of a hard. I question. am. I am excited about Pickett as well, Nando. Though I will tell like you, Pickett that passed, and I'm not. And I'm not gonna lie. I. I I'm, I I kind of like Zach Wilson, but it's picking oh, over look Wilson. That. Look at that, Chris. Well, just because I like the I like the pieces in this offense. That's what I'm it's saying. Totally like, no one else. Everyone's like, oh, the Jets. I'm like, actually, no, it's not the same Jets. Like they, they should change oh, their name is. to something else for this year. No, because they have the combination you want in your fantasy quarterback. Okay, their defense is not good. Okay, now they've added Tyler Conklin, who's a serviceable tight end. Garrett Wilson, who will, you know, depending on who you talk to, he, you know, was he going to hit the ground running and be like, a, you know, a, a playable wide receiver in fantasy? Well, now, yeah, he is. He's the real deal. You, you put him in the mix with Elijah Moore, who I'm still chasing this Elijah Moore game. It's four weeks now. I really thought it was going to happen yeah. this week. I've still not given up on him. He's the one guy I will stick with in my lineup and eat his eight and sevens each week. I'm sticking with Elijah Moore. I just think it's so close to happening. It's going to be that eight for 95 and a touchdown game coming soon. Just hasn't been his time yet. His talent is off the charts. Okay. I think it's going to be Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson show going forward. But Corey Davis adds that solid wide receiver in real life, that solid wide receiver three on, on a team that, you know, can help, a quarterback like Zach Wilson out. So Zach Wilson when you loves, look at that as a whole, Corey Davis. Yeah. And you know what? Corey Michael Davis Carter had a decent game. Michael Carter catching Yay. five passes a game. His upside. His upside. Listen, we're, we're just people in the industry and, 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 you know, they look at the Jets, they hear the Jets and it's automatic. Uh, but you know what? When you sit back now and you watch them, it's pretty good fantasy, you know, team. It's, they have a lot of pieces. They have, the two serviceable running backs that can help out the quarterback and catch balls out of the backfield. And, uh, you know, we just talked about the four pass catching options. You mix in Braxton Berrios who can chip in and make a couple plays for him too. It's, it's nice. You know, Zach Wilson, uh, is a, is a solid QB two on a roster, like a bi-week fill in, or, you know, if you, if you're dealing with a slumping quarterback, Hey, listen, uh, speaking of slumping quarterbacks, Derek Carr's got to get his shit together, man. Derek Carr is, you know, 13 fantasy points in six point, like an NFFC this week was not good. He's got the Kansas City Chiefs coming up this week. I need some production out of Derek Carr or else I got to hit the panic button. There's no way. And speaking of that Raiders team, Nando, Darren Waller has been an absolute disappointment since the opening week. Um, I really thought that when Renfro went out, that Adams and Waller were going to just be target hogs yeah. and just see 12 to 15 targets a week these last couple of weeks. And it's been a disappointment big time for Waller. Uh, this was his time to shine and step up. And, you know, it, it just didn't happen. So add him to the uh, tight end uh, disaster mix. The good news is if every tight end is a disaster, <laughs> no one's really gaining any. You know, it used to be no, like. No, 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 no. I'm glad you said that because you're wrong. No, I'm not. And you are wrong because this is this is where the Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews owners are sitting back and going, ah, yeah, you wanted to say that I was, you know, ridiculous for being the the you know the elite tight end drafter. They're having the last laugh right now. You know, Andrews had a bad game this past week, but that's not going to happen. Are you? That's most two weeks. two examples. I meant like. Well, that, we're falling, playing a game here now. You're falling behind two teams. Who's playing? The, uh, how many people are? Uh, how, okay. How many people are playing those two teams every week? Two teams. But, okay. Well, what other positions down though is that drastic? Okay. You take the Kelsey and the Andrews owner who are given 25 points a week. Okay. And then the other 10 teams in the league, they're throwing out their tight end here, and, and you know they're getting four points, six points. 
that's a big 20 point gap. Who else is doing that? You know, I don't want to go back to the harp on the point of the, the quarterback, but it's the same thing we've been talking about at the quarterback position with the Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson teams and managers. They were lapping the field and laughing at the rest of the competition in the league the first three weeks because every week it was 35 plus from these three guys while your other quarterbacks are struggling all over the place and giving 15 or less points. So that was the huge gap. But you could say it with Andrews and Kelsey as well. You know, it's at running back and wide receiver. You really can't say that there's that crazy gap uh, with, with certain players. So those are the big advantages right now in fantasy through four weeks of those three quarterbacks and the tight ends. And now, sure, Mark Andrews came back to life this week, just like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts did. Yeah, they were playing in rain. And Josh Allen in, in the NFFC score and only gave 27, which is a, a, a you know a, not that great of a game for him. So, you know, it just seems like, you know, one of the elite player, you know, the elite players at one position every week just takes off. And this week it was the quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes stepped up with a good game and Brady and that shootout. So I, I don't want to forget about them, but I'm not including Brady in the elite quarterback conversation. It's those three. And then Mahomes is on like this fourth guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think it's because Mahomes did that thing where he pretended he was playing basketball before the game and that loosened him up and allowed him to have a good game? I'm supposed to respond to that. Pickens and Pickett. Is is this Pickett going to change Pickens' fate? Yes. Yes, he is. And, you know, Pickens, Pickens has arrived, in my opinion. Like, let's forget about Chase Claypool. This isn't a three-man offense. This is the Deontay Johnson and George Pickens show, okay? And, and you know my love for George Pickens. We talked about him in the preseason leading up into the season. You know, it took four weeks, but I think that George Pickens is going to enter that. You know where we were with Garrett Wilson two weeks ago when everybody was just like, oh, my God, here he is, and he had the two monster games? Sure, there'll be some games where he's off, but – Get ready for the George Pickens, you know, talk of this time next week or this time two weeks from now. It's George Pickens, is he an every week wide receiver too? I think that's where we're going. The talent is incredible. Uh, you know, I, I've said it to you that he should have been the number one receiver off the board if he didn't deal with some of the injuries he dealt with at Georgia. Talent-wise, he's, he's there. Kenny Pickett is the upgrade from uh, Trubisky. And uh, he's got eyes for him. You know, he came in. Pickens was, what, 6 foot 106. He targeted him heavily. He was the most targeted guy. I don't know what this is going to do for Deontay Johnson. I think I still think he's going to be fine. Um, but these guys are in good hands, I think, the rest of the year. These two guys, uh, Kenny Pickett. And, and I, I would be making a nice bid on Kenny Pickett to, to make sure I got him. If you're hurting at quarterback, if you're the um, – you know, if you're the Dak owner and you're probably going to not have Dak for another couple of weeks and maybe you've been streaming and you're getting lucky if you're streaming, probably, probably streaming Geno Smith or Jared Goff, you know, yeah. hopefully it's not Carson Wentz because he's laid an egg two weeks in a row. But those were the three names that you were streaming these last three weeks. But, uh, you know, listen, you go to the wire, you pick up Kenny Pickett and, uh, you know, he could he could fill in and play for, uh, you know, uh, a Derek Carr. Uh, I know Russ gave a uh, Russell Wilson gave uh, uh, had a good game this past week, but you know uh, you can maybe play him over a Russ. You could play him over. Uh, I mean, I doubt you are starting Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Matt Stafford. You start him over Aaron Rodgers. You start him over London Aaron Rodgers. No, not versus the Giants. I would stick with Rodgers. Um, I'm not crazy about Rodgers in most weeks, and I won't be Used to love just him. because of the weapons. But you know what? I was I was the Aaron Rodgers guy. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite fantasy quarterback and player of all time. But you his jersey? You know, 
you know what? Funny. I, I own three football jerseys now, though. <laughs> I know you love these things. You get me off. You get me off topic, and then I actually feed into some of these. But I will say, I own three jerseys because um, every Super Bowl at the bar, I would buy, you know, the jersey of the team that I knew I was going to be betting on, and we were going to wear for that, you know, for the staff and everything. So when Rodgers and Green Bay played Pittsburgh in that Super Bowl, I had a big bet on Green Bay. And uh, I ordered the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers jersey, and I still have that one. That's great. What are the other two? Eli Manning for their Super Bowl. I got the Eli Manning. And then uh, the other one was uh, Peyton Manning. It is kind of funny what I can get you to tangent about. I, I really didn't think yeah, I would have gotten know. you on the, on the musty thing. Yeah, yeah, you got me. The what? On the leaving the clothes in the washing machine overnight. Well, you hit on a pet peeve. I guess so. I didn't realize it. Odor. Odor is my biggest, like, pet peeve. Yeah. I mean, listen. For all you listeners that are listening in the show no, we don't, this week, we don't have to double drop back. that in the comments. No, no. Drop that in the comments. There are is no that, the comments. There aren't any. No, I'm saying. I thought you said. No, I'm saying my article. I know. People that listen in to the podcast, they also read the article and they like to comment on stuff we talk about during the show. Is odor, body odor, people smelling bad of mildew or body odor or whatever, is that not your biggest pet peeve? Because it's mine. So that's all. Anyway, Don't worry, people who, what else can we fit in? Comment. What else can we fit in? I understand in? you're commenting uh, just so Chris will answer your question. Don't, you, you can keep doing it. He doesn't know that yet. Let him keep. Nando, how bad are certain offenses in fantasy and in real life? Uh, Matt Ryan's flat. Wanna... Indianapolis is the most flat offense. Oh. And most disappoint. One of the most disappointing things I remember. In, you know, yeah. I had Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman stacks. <sighs> well, I mean, I don't know what you're doing with starting Matt Ryan in fantasy. I mean, well, because Matt Ryan just, was good. There. That's a non. Naheem signs more. There, Michael Pittman was there. Alec Pierce was going to be this big breakout, which he's kind of he's getting there. Give it, Alec Pierce is he, he is. He he's somebody that I would be investing him if he's available in your in your uh, leagues uh, on the wire. Um, he's somebody that I have stashed on the back end of my benches as my wide receiver six or seven in a lot of my big high stakes leagues. I believed in him in the preseason, and I did drop him in some places with the bad start. But now um, the leagues that I have him in, I think he was four for eighty. This past week, I still believe in Pittman. I still think Pierce will establish himself at some point as the two in this offense. But it's a terrible offense. It is. It's not a. It's not a good offense. The offensive line is not as good as it was in years past. Uh, they're a bad team. The Titans are a bad offense and, and team. Um, who else, Nando? I, I just it's the Panthers. Bears. I'll do the Bears. The Giants. Uh, you know. <laughs> I know you love to talk about the New York Giants, but they got a real problem as they head to London with Daniel Jones having a high ankle sprain. Tyrod Taylor, poor Tyrod Taylor, he's got man. Terrible luck, Every man. time this guy, he's got such terrible tan. luck. And you hate to say he's got terrible luck for a guy making millions of dollars to be a backup quarterback forever. Uh, it's not too bad of luck in life, but man, every time he gets on the field, something something goes wrong for this guy. So. I know. Uh, look for them to sign AJ McCarron. I think they're going to sign AJ McCarron, and he might be the starter this uh, Sunday in London, where they're going to get the doors blown off uh, them by the Packers. I don't know about that, man. You think so? Uh, it's an eight-point line. Nando, let me tell you. You know what? Can I just hit on? I know you'd like to sneak in a gambling thing here, and I hate two-game teasers. But man, oh man, I, I don't know my, what that, what's a two-game teaser. Don't, don't stop it. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm not going to. Yeah. You better know what a two-game teaser is. For someone that talks gambling podcast, you better know what a two-game teaser is. Anyway, yeah. two-game teaser, okay? Yeah. Green Bay was minus eight. Tampa Bay at home off of two losses uh, is was minus eight and a half at the time. Took a two-game teaser. Uh, Packers and Bucks both under three points, which is if you're teasing, that's the only time you want to tease is when you could get past – Big numbers, like a seven and a three, right? I hope you know what I'm talking about there. So you take those two teams to minus two and minus two and a half, and they both just have to win by a field goal. Love it. Two-game teasers, Packers and Bucks. And thank your friend Chrissy uh, next week. Unless that doesn't happen. 
Unless they lose, then just forget. Then edit this out. I just go to the teaser section of my sports book. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for that advice. There yeah, was something I did. Oh, you know what? First of all, I don't like... Okay, I like talking about the Giants because it's a fascinating team because of the way their wide receivers have not performed this year. <laughs> yeah. I still find it. I mean, look, you bring in... Well, I... I wait, listen, who, it's, who are we bringing in? A.J. McCarron or Colt McCoy? I get them confused all the time. They're two separate people. Yeah, I know. So they're, 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 in my brain, they're the <laughs> what same. What do you mean? I, you forget Which the, one did you say? A.J. AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron, I said. What the if, old Alabama quarterback. You can come in okay, and do but an 8-7-65-2 to Kenny Galladay. Oh, you're not going to see Kenny Galladay. He got hurt. He's no, yeah, done. Right. He was done already. To, so everybody's uh, done. Tony. There's going to be better days ahead for this. I think they're just trying to hold it. You know what's going to happen? Here's my guess. Okay, this is crazy. Andy Isabella from the Cardinals got released yeah, today. I, saw that. I think yeah. I think they'll I think he'll be in a giant uniform in London on Sunday. They're just going to have to start bringing guys in. Right. Uh, you know, guys that who knows. It's it, last week was disgusting. Like it was all the receivers had less than 10 routes ran. You know your your boy Richie James, which I'm sure was in all your lineups. He wasn't. You know he took he took a zero. But we're getting another week closer to Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson being back out there and hopefully healthy. You put those two guys out there with a Richie James and the kid Bellinger a tight end. Listen, this offense is all Saquon Barkley anyway. It goes through Barkley. You just need these receivers to you know keep defenses honest, and that's what Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson are going to be able to do for the Giants' offense. They have speed, uh, and they're going to be doing end-arounds. You know, this Buffalo, De- you know, Brian Dable gets creative, uh, okay? Kafka, these guys, they, they get creative with the play call, and you can see it. They use Daniel Jones on rollouts that Daniel Jones, called, you know, started, um, uh, scored two rushing touchdowns this past week. You know, he, that they got to use that to their advantage. The fact that Daniel Jones could run, he's a you know every team is going to load up and expect Barkley to get the ball. But the quick screens to Barkley to get the ball in his hands, the rollouts with Daniel Jones keeping it, they can you know they can dink and dunk their way to decent offense production every week. But they need Tony and Robinson because this is getting out of control. There's just no NFL talent at the receiver position. The kid David Sills is out there, and you know he he just he was on practice squads the last couple of years. So uh, it's uh, it's crazy. But that's if they go to London and they beat Green Bay, I, I'll be shocked. Rodgers can't let that happen with that Packer yeah, defense. They just can't let that team. You're win. letting your jersey uh, cloud you. Your Rogers jersey. Who's the kind of noise was that? Hey. Oh, that was my throat. I was oh. just, you know, I was just, uh, I was uh, cleaning my throat. Here's a great uh, Baker Mayfield stat for you from your pal Michael Salfino. Mm-hmm. What can we say about five more passes batted at the line by Baker Mayfield? That's 12 <laughs> for the season. I've never seen anything like this. Last year's leader had 17 for the entire season. Mayfield's on pace for 51, and the Panthers wow. barely throw. You think it's he's right? It's, uh, no, it's crazy because I, I watching that game, it seemed like it happened more than that. Like he gets a lot of passes batted down, and I don't know if it's his wind up and people could say I know JJ Walk got his hands on a couple, and that led to an interception. Uh, the do one you think it's PJ Walker time? Pretty much. No, and I know Sam Darnold isn't close to being ready. They said so. Yeah. They're gonna stick with Baker. It's why would you just put in PJ Walker? Because P.J. Walker showed last year that he's not the answer either. He was fine. He was you good. Know? No. Listen, he was fine with like one or like the one game when he first came in, and then he died out, and he was a bomb. Uh, he's not the answer. He's not the answer, but he's uh, better there's than a lot of <clears throat> Maybe, but you know what? There's a lot of teams that may, need to make changes at quarterback, and Atlanta is one of them now too. The Mariota story was nice for the first couple of weeks, but – you know, I, I'd go to Desmond Ritter now. Is it his fault I'd, they're not I'd letting him throw? Give it a shot. That's not, that's not his fault. That was ridiculous. I mean, they didn't let him throw at all yeah, th- right? this past week. I, listen, turn it over. You're not going anywhere, Atlanta. You know, you know. eventually you're going to have to see what Ritter can give you so you know what to do in the draft next uh, year. But you got to give Ritter. He's got a big arm, the kid, and 
you don't know. Maybe the kid hits the ground running and you have a nice second half of the season. You know you have your franchise quarterback and maybe he's the answer to just go young. You know, Ritter at quarterback, you got your young stud first rounder, Drake London. You have your first round uh, pick last year and Kyle Pitts. Just turn the whole offense over and go young. Uh, do it now. What are you wasting? What are you waiting for? I mean, I know they won, so that's probably going to prolong it a couple weeks. But man, I don't know. It's uh, I would go to Ritter and see what he's got right away. PJ Walker started two games in his entire career, and they one was in twenty twenty, one was in twenty twenty one. Last year he started what one game? He started one game. Carolina at Arizona, twenty two for twenty nine. Yeah, twenty two for twenty nine, one hundred and sixty seven yards and an interception. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, you're going to judge him on bench. one game in week 10? Why do you think he didn't see a second game? Because they saw enough in the first game to know no, that I he think What's his name came back, right? Come on. He's a, he's a career backup. He's not a career backup. He's an XFL yeah. MVP. Thank you. God. Chargers, uh, Chargers came back to life. Austin Eckler, huh? I mean, I guess I'm glad for you know people who got Austin Eckler and were just frustrated with him and they were complaining about uh, him. I mean, the Twitter. first three weeks, it wasn't that great. I mean, Austin Eckler, she was, the only reason he got saved the first couple of weeks is because he got a lot of garbage time production in the passing game in PPR leagues. But, man, he wasn't doing anything on the ground. And, uh, you know, he had a monster game, three touchdowns, and I guess everybody could take a collective sigh of, uh, you know, Breath of uh, relief. I wonder if it's like, and this happened with Derrick Henry, was it last week or two weeks ago? When they're just like, all right, look, we got to run the offense through these guys. This is how the offense is going to work. This is the only way we're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like, let's forget Mm -hmm. about this. Austin Eckler wants a lighter workload. And let's just run the offense through Austin Eckler because that's how this offense is running. Like Derrick Henry, we need to run this offense through Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? No more dancing around this. This is Derrick Henry offense. Let's go. Let's give him 30 carries. I feel yeah. like you like you can't just like tiptoe around this stuff anymore. You just got to do it. Like you want to you want to yeah, well, grant uh, their wishes, but you can't. Yeah, I mean, and Tennessee, to their credit, did a better job now um, getting Henry involved in the past game because that's the best way. And you're going to see it with Barkley, like I said as well. You know, he, they're all going to expect you know 25 carries from Henry and Barkley. So they're going to stack the box. But when you run that running back through there on a fake carry and then, you know, I love that play where, you know, the running back fakes the the quarterback, fakes the handoff, and then the, the running back just turns around real quick and he gets the quick dump off pass. Meanwhile, like the D-line is like rushing the quarterback and it leads to like those cheap seven-yard catches, 10-yard catches. Like running backs like Henry and Barkley should get five easy catches every single game yeah. on that play. You know, it just should be an automatic staple, like once or twice a quarter, run that play. Keep the defense honest where there can't be like an all-out rush to get Barkley or Henry in the backfield. And that's how these guys should be catching. Like, there's no reason Saquon Barkley shouldn't catch seven, eight balls every game out of the backfield in this Giants offense. And I still think the same thing for Henry. Henry showed that he's got hands and he could catch. Henry should catch four or five balls every game. So it's just sometimes, especially early in the season, he got in really terrible game scripts. They were behind early, especially that game in Buffalo, and that was it. You know, if you if you know that you have to pass in Tennessee, that takes Henry out of the equation a little bit. So yeah, uh, it's it's tough. We've hit, what are you looking forward to in Week Five? No more time. Can't play this game. It's over, man. It's an hour. I don't want it to end, though, no, no. Uh, probably just more like scrolling through Twitter and uh, seeing mm-hmm. what people are talking about. That's that's my week five plan. How's uh, House of Dragons? I mean, are you watching it? Or are you just, Any good? It's fantastic, actually. Fan. Is it? Fantastic. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't think I would. Well, I mean, I'm sure people would have been mad at the time, but like, if you would have stopped Game of Thrones at episode season five and then did this season as kind of like a flashback and then mm-hmm. let the people who were running this show... Uh, finish off Game of Thrones. Yeah, see, I've heard it's terrible. You are. So, I mean, I'll we talk to people who just watch this stuff for the nudity. So, <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't think so, but I've heard nothing but still bad reviews. But I'm gonna watch it after football season's over. I'm gonna sit down and what's I'm gonna binge beef? it. What's their beef with this? 
uh, I don't get too far in. I just hear like, like oh, oh it sucks, sucks, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like oh, it's not good. But why? And you don't tweet back. Why? It's not about tweet. You just it's just you hear. You just assume it's Twitter. <laughs> By the way, Cobra Kai. I'm on the. I'm I sitting down to watch the uh, the final episode of the season. Wow, I've gotten through uh, nine out of ten. You're ahead. Good season. You're ahead of me. Congratulations. Really good. Am I? Yeah. Oh, good. So I thought you were going to be a real, you know what, and like ruin the ending right now that I told you I have one episode I left. Would do, I but, wouldn't do that to you or to anyone else. Uh, it's like all the kids are coming together and we'll all be in, uh, co- on, uh, you know, uh, Miyagi Dojo. They're all on one side now. Except the uh, the girl. The, uh, the good looking girl. Okay. We should probably end it there. She's still at Cobra Kai. Thanks. <laughs> this is the guy you take your fantasy advice from, everybody. <laughs> Jim Florentine. Uh, all right. We got to go. Uh, this is a great show, man. It was, it was a quick hour, you know? Very quick hour. That was an hour again. Yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. Shout out to Is It The Welsh, Chris Welsh, for uh, for editing this. Okay. Yeah, getting those pod, getting the show out real early on uh uh, on Wednesday, so yeah, shout out to Welsh, doing a hell of a job. Welsh, he's got to listen to you for an hour, which is tough. You walk but. into the Greenwich Street Tavern, you find the first guy bartender you can, and you say, "I'm Chris Vaccaro's. I'm Chris Vaccaro's editor." Stop saying it. You see, you you're saying that out loud, and people like I. All my bartenders are are females, <laughs> just so you know. So I don't know why you keep saying guy bartenders that we have. I have nothing. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't know why you just spread false <laughs> lies. Like, why? I don't get it. We gotta go. <laughs> like, this is a running joke. It's, it's just, I, I don't get it. Well, thanks for editing this and getting this up Wednesday morning. I'm sure everyone really appreciates this <laughs> this banter at the end of the show. Uh, you're unreal, man. Oh man, you just spread lies. You know what you haven't? You know what you didn't do this week? Credit to you. You didn't say I wrongfully hate somebody in the industry, which you've done every week oh. except today. So good for yeah, you. See, it's organic. I don't have it planned. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we got to go. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We hope this is helpful. There's a, there's a lot here, a lot to digest, layers. You might have to go back and listen a second time to really catch all the depth. Uh, but for Chris Vaccaro, who you can follow, Chris Vaccaro GST on Twitter. I'm not a Defino. Chris Welsh, your editor. Slash producer, slash great guy. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Chris. Peace.